If you enjoy listening to Voices in Cloud, check out David Linthicum's reports on gigaohm.com. They're about data complexity and cloud solutions, addressing many of the topics covered in this podcast series. Hey guys, welcome to the Gigaohm Voices in Cloud podcast. This is the one place where you hear from industry cloud leaders providing no-nonsense advice on how to succeed with cloud computing, IoT, edge computing, and cognitive computing. I'm David Linthicum, best-selling author, speaker, executive, and Beatles speak. And uh, joining me today is my good friend, Emil. And how do you pronounce your last name, Emil? When you, I destroy uh, SAG. SAG, yeah. Gotcha. And he's the CEO and president of, is it entirety? In, in, entirety. Entirety. Okay. As in the whole thing. The entirety. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, formerly hostware and uh, hosting. And it was uh, formed by a merger of hostway and hosting in January 2018, and you're at the helm, and uh, the merged company leader in managing cloud infrastructure and application hosting. And first of all, my apologies for the background noise and make heavy use of the mute button, but uh, this interview fell right in the middle of reInvent, and this is actually, if you guys are at reInvent, probably the most quiet places uh, I could find. So so that we're missing pieces in the middle, tell, tell us about the story, how you got here, and what your background like, and you know what you do for fun, things like that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so thank you so much uh, for hosting me on um, uh, this great podcast, uh, David, uh, and uh, David and I go uh, way back. Um, so uh, uh, I've been the CEO of Hostway before the merger uh, for about three years. Um, and before that, I was the CEO of Cadero. And before that, I was um, at uh, Rackspace, uh, where I helped uh, uh, launch the cloud business there and uh, helped launch uh, OpenStack. And uh, uh, I also had a short tenure at HP, um, um, leading the uh, the cloud business there. Um, so, uh, you know, been uh, been doing this uh, for a while. And um, about uh, two years ago, um, we. Um, at Hostway, as CEO of Hostway, we were looking to uh, uh, figure out our M&A strategy and decided to merge with another great company in the same space. Uh, the company's hosting.com, which was based out of Denver, where Hostway was based out of Austin. So we merged the two companies in January of uh, 2019 and announced the new name, uh, rebranded the company to entirety in September of 2019. So it's been a great journey. Um, we're very, uh, we're very glad that, uh, we found, uh, um, we found, uh, a, a company that complimented us and, uh, had, uh, uh, the necessary, uh, skills for, you know, for us to merge with and be successful in the market. So this past year, we've been busy integrating the two companies, bringing the two teams together and, um, and, uh, you know, looking forward to in the fantastic 2020. Yeah, speaking of 2020, we have your uh, predictions for 2020. I didn't think that uh, CEOs are supposed to be visionaries. So what's the deal? Are you, you you're kind of a hybrid guy where you look at technology uh, strategy and in terms of where things are going and then also run a company? Or you know, how do you, you kind of uh, get into the visionary game or the prediction game? Yeah, so look, you know, my roots 
uh, are really in product. Uh, I've been in product for most of my life. Uh, started as a product manager, actually started as an engineer, then a product manager, um, and then ran product for Rackspace actually. And uh, so I've been a you know product person uh, for the uh, for the better part of my life. And uh, and this is something I just really enjoy doing. Um, it's more of a hobby. Uh, the predictions and uh, kind of looking into the crystal ball, and I've been doing it for you know a good um, you know ten years probably. So, what's your favorite technology out there that you you like right now? Something that's kind of defined 2019. Before we start talk, talking about 2020. Um, what, what is my favorite? Uh, sorry, I could I couldn't hear very well. I apologize. What's my favorite technology? Yeah, your favorite technology out there. Is it serverless? Is it containers? Is it uh, is it AI? Um, absolutely. I mean, it, frankly, it's uh, it's hybrid. It's the merging of a lot of these technologies. I mean, that's the beauty. And I do think that you know, looking forward in 2020. It's the integration of all these technologies together that's gonna um, that's gonna be amazing. You know, we're seeing how um, how serverless and hybrid and multi-cloud are all working together. Um, we're seeing how uh, machine learning um, and uh, and AI are helping with security. Um, and uh, you, you know, I mean, it is you know it is the combination of of uh, you know all these technologies together um, that is. I would say going to be one of the key stories in 2020 um, and going forward, of course, in the, in the next uh, several years. Um, so we're, we're seeing more and more of a shift from either on-prem or single technologies or, you know, all in the public cloud to more of a blend and hybrid. And, you know, it's these companies that are able to master, you know, kind of like a like an orchestra, you know, all these instruments. Um, that's kind of how the music is going to is going to come out and, and be beautiful versus just a um, just a single instrument. So one of your predictions or your first prediction would be prediction one, a hybrid and multi-cloud are the new normal for enterprise IT. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, I mean, look, um, it, it is the new normal. I think, uh, you know, if you looked at every survey out there, um, um, whether whether it's called multi-cloud or hybrid, um, and you know we can differentiate we can differentiate between the two. But um, but if you looked at that as a as a single trend where you're using different landing zones and you're using different infrastructures, um, that is becoming the new normal out there for enterprises. Um, you know, th there's there's three types of companies out there, and um, you know there's companies that are under a cloud mandate because they have stuff that is sitting in their own data centers or in colo or in dedicated infrastructure and they have a mandate to figure out how to make the journey to the cloud and uh, then you have a second group of customers um, that those are cloud natives and they're operating already fully in the cloud um, but they're having challenges and uh, you know they're having uh, growth challenges they have cost challenges some security some compliance challenges so on and so forth and they have to rationalize that. And then you have those companies that are in the middle that are, you know, figured out, and they're probably um, in the minority but growing very quickly, that have figured out how to use multiple 
um, infrastructures and multiple types of clouds um, to meet their business objectives. And uh, whether you're under a cloud mandate, um, you're not going to move, you know, 100% to the cloud. It's going to be a journey. It's going to be a journey that is, you know, measured in years, um, not in, in, in months, right? So you're going to be operating in a hybrid environment for a very long time. And then certainly those that are, you know, all in, in the cloud, um, they're, they're, like I said, having cost challenges, security challenges, growth challenges, scalability challenges, um, sprawl challenges, and uh, they got to figure out how to rationalize that by either going to a multi-cloud environment or something a little bit more hybrid as being the new normal. So we see that in every, you know, almost every customer that we touch. So I like prediction three, more businesses feeling public cloud pains in their pocketbooks. Tell us a bit about that as far as next year goes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's a whole industry that's emerged that specializes in uh, optimizing costs in the public cloud, right? Um, and uh, and that's that's because of the, the sprawl. Um, you know, when you talk to companies that have um, – um, that have grown all in the public cloud, you know, that is their second concern, if not their first concern. You know, their, their, their first concern usually is, is security. Second concern is usually cost, and it just kind of goes back and forth. Uh, they're very close to each other in terms of their top concerns, but uh, they're feeling that's, that's, that's their, one of their top uh, cost items. Um, whenever their CEOs uh, are, are looking at the P&L, um, they're seeing their spend in the cloud, and they're saying, well, what can you do to reduce that cost? And that's all coming from you know, either lack of governance in, 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 in spinning up cloud instances, um, in um, shadow IT, um, in um, potentially applications that are not op optimized to operate on the cloud and uh, they're not sophisticated enough. And look, it's okay. Um, you know, this is all, you know, about, you know, technology adoption. And when there's people are adopting new technology, they make mistakes. But it's now time to rationalize this because, you know, this is a well-understood problem. And, um, and, um, and companies need to figure out how to optimize their spend um, in the public cloud. And, you know, public cloud providers also want them to optimize spend because they know that um, they will start to uh, um, either uh, lose customers or customers not be uh, satisfied or lose some of, the, um, some of the excitement about public cloud unless customers figure out how to optimize their, their spend um, and, and rationalize their IT spend between public cloud and hybrid and um, all the different infrastructures out there. So I like number eight as well. The CIO makes a comeback. When does the CIO go away? Well, I mean, the CIO's role was was a bit marginalized, um, but uh, now with the preeminence of IT and how important IT is in um, the life of even companies that are not IT-oriented. Um, we just announced today a uh, large customer win with the largest glass recycler um, in North America, um, Strategic Materials, uh, SMI. So um, SMI is a manufacturing company. Um, it's been around for you know, over 50 years, um, and they've had generations and generations of IT that has been you know, built up over the last 50 years. Um, however, what you see is, um, is the you know preeminence of of the role of the CIO in rearchitecting an IT strategy that advances the cause of 
um, of, of a manufacturing company. It's not an IT company, but they figured out how to position SMI, how to put tools in the hands of their salespeople, how to put tools in the hands of um, the manufacturing leaders, IT tools, um, so that they can uh, better operate the company, so they can um, uh, more offer uh, offer products that are more tuned to their customers, as well as to um, optimize the usage of their facilities and their and their manufacturing, and all that you, you know all that. Is enabled by IT. So um, this gentleman, who's the CIO of uh, of SMI, wanted to focus his small IT team on the mission of the company instead of managing infrastructure. And they said, "Look, um, entirety, you guys know how to manage infrastructure. We're going to give you all I uh, all our servers. Um, you will manage them. You will monitor them. You will." patch them, you will alert on them, um, you will figure out what goes to the public cloud and what stays on the traditional infrastructure depending on what application we use. Um, you will also um, move us into Office 65, you will uh, uh, offer VDI uh, to our, um, uh, our, uh, our uh, employees that are on the factory floors. So all of that is freeing his small IT team to essentially develop applications that are aligned with the mission of SMI versus managing uh, mundane infrastructure, which is what we do. This is what we're very, very good at. And, uh, and now, um, all of a sudden, the CIO is asserting themselves, um, again, in, um, in corporate America, even in, indus- in, in industries that are not IT-oriented. Great. And last one, because we're going to run out of time. Prediction 9 is a true blockchain market. So tell us about that. What's the true blockchain market in 2020? Sorry, I could barely hear the prediction number nine. Let me just look it up here real quick. Um, yep. True blockchain market. Sorry about that. Oh, a true blockchain market. Of course, yeah, blockchain. Um, so absolutely. Um, so, you know, blockchain was was really synonymous with Bitcoin for a very long time. Now we're seeing um, true applications out there, um, you know, contracts. Uh, um, we're seeing um, uh, records being transmitted uh, um, and, uh, and companies are springing up right and left using blockchain technology, not necessarily for uh, Bitcoin or for, um, for cryptocurrency, but for real life applications where there are, um, you know, massive contractual um, um, relationships that need to be developed between two or more entities um, out there. Um, so we're starting to see that. That requires, um, um, you know, some pretty um, specialized gear that is, um, um, uh, you know, that is dedicated to that function. And um, so we, you know, we 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 saw that you know happen all year long, and uh, it seems to be continuing to mature. And uh, we're looking forward to blockchain, you know, becoming more and more um, of a mainstream technology. And also, um, there's the whole aspect of security. You know, as we hear about more hacks, um, more um, um, cyber, cyber crime, cybersecurity, so on and so forth, we're going to start seeing blockchain move in um, to essentially um, uh, be a deterrent um, against, against that. And, um, um, and you know, we're, we're very optimistic about that. What prediction did you leave out of your predictions here that you thought you should have added in? 
Yeah. Um, um, look, you know, I think we're moving into a um, a, uh, a bit of a of a down economy, but um, but that's going to be that's going to actually mean uh, more automation and probably more control to cloud sprawl. Um, so you're going to see that, um, you know, happen in, in 2020. Um, what you're also going to see is uh, potentially more security breaches. Um, it's going to get much worse before it gets better, um, and uh, which is going to drive big compliance efforts and um, so on and so forth. Um, and, um, and, you know, look, you know, we, we talk, a lot of people are talking about uh, cloud moving to the edge. I think you're going to see see that more and more um, with um, um, with more streaming media moving to the edge, uh, especially with the advent of the latest in um, um, cell technology and 5G and um, so on and so forth. Um, you're going to see more and more applications moving to the edge, uh, specifically uh, streaming media applications. Well, I think we'll leave it at that. I think we'll have to get you back on the podcast next year to see if any of your predictions came true. So please pick up a copy of my book, Cloud Computing and Silicon Convergence, available on Amazon and other places. Books are sold. Also, please make sure to follow me on Twitter at David Linticum, L-I-N-T-H-I-C-U-M, as well as LinkedIn, where I have several cloud computing courses on LinkedIn Learning. So, Neil, where can we find you on the web? Um, I am um, on um, entirety.com, of course, but also my email is uh, emil.sayegh at entirety.com, and entirety is spelled N-T-I-R-E-T-Y. Um, and you can find me um, on Twitter. Uh, my handle is esag, um, and, of course, LinkedIn. Um, and uh, you're more than welcome uh, to email me. I'm um, always uh, available and uh, always available to answer questions. So, Richard, you want to talk to him? He's got some great thinking here, especially around predictions in 2020. Very thoughtful. So until next time, best of luck in building cloud solutions. We'll talk to you guys next week. Take good care. If you enjoyed this episode of Voices in Cloud, please check out the other ones. Removing hybrid and multi-cloud complexity is the focus of a report that David wrote for GigaOM Research. To find out more about taking IT to the next level, download the single report or subscribe to GigaOM Research for future forward advice on data-driven technologies, operations, and business strategies.